0: Hi there, this is Jim the Keys Bartender. If you're not familiar with Keys Bartender podcast, a podcast about Keys life and bartending. Today it won't be too much about bartending. It could be. It could be, but I'm not starting it about it today. Today I'm with the family. We're up on the mainland in Miami at a uh, Dadeland mall where uh, at least, well, I guess it's kind of an upscale mall we got a big Miami crowd here. The nice thing about heading here, it's very unusual. You head 50 miles any place in the United States and you run into people you know. How do you know? Because um, there's no malls in the Keys. And uh, there's about, I don't I don't even know the thing. I'm not not—I'm not that ensconced in mall culture. I do like this mall. It's a little upscale one. I feel like they're really good restaurants and stuff. They have like, A Peruvian restaurant, North Italia, which is uh, kind of a high-end Italian chain. You know, when you talk about mall restaurants, it's not like food court. You don't find a lot of China Panda here, even though they probably have China Panda here. So I'm up here with the girls. I had to go and pick up a suit because later on, well, actually, it's June, in about two and a half weeks... Two and a half weeks, I'll be heading up to the Baltimore area for my niece's wedding. I'll be recording a special episode then. But uh, here in the Keys, I'm just looking around. I, when I'm not in the Keys. I'm in Miami. About, you know, right in the middle of it. Oh, here they come. They're going into another place. They, they see what they do is they warehouse me when I go into... When the girls are shopping, so the wife and daughter. What what are they doing right now? You know, they stop at the places like Pink. That's a Victoria's Secret. I haven't mastered the uh, art of nonchalantly hanging out in Victoria's Secret without at least feeling as if I'm creepy. You never know how your you know other people experience you. But I know just standing around when you're looking at women's intimate apparel, at least I'm there with the wife. But then the daughter, I don't want to be walking next to the daughter and stuff like that. Even though she looks like she's around 20. So I don't want to look like a big creeper there. So standing, it's, easy, it's easier probably just walking into uh, the other places like she just went into a Lululemon. But yeah. I I, will not, I can walk into a makeup place, no problem with that, bed, bath, and beyond. But I guess that sends a certain signal when, you're, when you are uh, a male going into uh, a place that's frequented by females' uh, clothing stores and all that stuff. And you're either helping them choose or you're looking for yourself. For your for your own clothes, who knows? Well, I'm going to pause this right now. I'm getting the hand signal from the wife. She came, she came out. I'm just wondering where they all went. The nice thing about the mall and all that nowadays used to be, especially at Crowded mall. My daughters, my daughter's almost five eleven. I don't really worry about her disappearing at the mall. She looks like she's about twenty. Well, you know, a teenager. She already ran into a friend of her. She ran already ran into a friend of hers from um, the Keys that was shopping here with her mother. Yeah, it's nothing new. I'm, I'm not break, It's not breaking news right now that young women love the mall. And by all accounts and appearances, it looks like the economy is rip roaring. Well, I don't know. I see a lot of people walking around without bags in their hands empty-handed. I've seen like 50. Oh, there's a guy. He has three bags helping the economy. So I guess I should be putting some video here. I'm going to pause this and take a look to see what the wife's doing in the Lululemon, how much damage she's going to be doing to our prospective retirement. Hi, this is Jim McKee's bartender. We're going to be commenting on the clothes on the people i just mentioned my daughter say hi sky hi yes yeah i mean it sounds catty but we i just mentioned to her i said the on general i guess the most diplomatic way to say is that people are more put together in miami in general than they are in the keys where it's more casual like here's some people right here okay okay a little tighter clothing, you know they're not shy about wearing too tight of clothing. No body definitely shaming. Miami people. Yeah, definitely no body shaming. They were a little, little, a little heftier. There's nothing wrong with that. The guy's wearing camouflage. <laughs> Blue camouflage shirt. But yeah, he really sticks out, right? Here we go. Oh, so, oh. you never see enough plaid. That's a nice plaid shirt. Okay. See the people's ensembles they put on here. Yeah, you know, it just goes to show you i was just commenting to my daughter how well put together people are and then they're there's a whole bunch of people that aren't <laughs> w- well put together oh here we go these young women now they're stylish right yeah ripped jeans yeah oh workout clothes workout oh yeah yeah oh guy's trying to keep up with his girlfriend I know there's a lot of dead air here. We should fill it up here. Oh, that guy's been with his baby. Went back and forth like four or five times. Obviously, his wife is in probably even Bimba y Lola or Lululemon, right? Or Bath and Body Works. Oh, here we go. Then every so often you'll see people with their suitcases... They're tourists that are just buying clothes here. You ever see those? Yeah, yeah. I do sometimes, yeah. yeah. Here we go. There's a lady walking around with her baby. It looks like, is there a granddaughter or is that her baby? What do you think? I think that's her baby. Granddaughter. You think that's her what? baby? Okay, that's her baby. Oh, I see mom. Oh, wait, here we go. Pause. Wait, is she coming out? No. Yeah. not Shit. ready. Here, here's couples here. Oh, yeah. Oh. Look at those people. They're at fish <laughs> out of water. It's an older people. You know, it's making a bold effort walking through the mall. Where it's can- oh, ah, here we go. There we go. Oh, we're on to our next place. In front of the Starbucks, the wife and daughter are waiting to get their drinks. But also, as I mentioned previously, being in Miami, the people are generally a little, you know, they're dressed more stylish, Mary. I guess instead of flip-flops, more regular footwear. But in the last I guess 25 years, 30 years, since I used to travel to malls more frequently, as I look around, just a cursory look, I see a Fabletics, K Jewelers, Claire's, Starbucks, Macy's Children's Home Furniture, uh, some cosmetic place called MAC, M-A-C, Pandora, bracelet. Yeah, whole store based on bracelets and charms. Saks Fifth Avenue, Zara, Marciano, Casper, I think that is. Holy crap. You know years ago 30 years ago you would find a knife a little kiosk that just sold knives uh maybe a sort of you know a little toy gadget thing in the center Uh, prior to cell phones so you wouldn't see like cell phone thing but now it's completely you can tell what what is driving the economy here at the mall is is women and you see those sections with the... Uh, I'll take some pictures of it right now. Of uh, It's just mainly men waiting for women to uh, shop. And then every so often you'll have a car, a high-end car. Like they have a Land Rover here in the middle. Beautiful Land Rover. Okay, be back. Okay, hi, this is Jim, the Keys bartender, coming back to you uh, to finish up my mall trip. We were, uh, like I said, we drive back from Miami and it's kind of like Death Race 2000 in Florida, uh, South Florida, I'm on the, the highways down there. If you know what that means. That means it's every man for himself when you're driving on the highways down here. Uh, but it was a Pleasant day, we had a little rain, and it was nice to get off the rock. What I wanted to talk to you after that because normally I talk about the bar stuff and the things when I guess with bars, people get so you see, some people they worked at the same place for like 40 years. Now, I'm pretty good at working in places for a while, but usually within like three, four years. I st- things start getting stale for me, especially when some people start trying to put routines in and try to get you to do the same thing the same way all the time. And I'm like, well, you, you might need to find someone else to do those things if you don't allow me to be me. Right? There's a movie uh, back in the 90s called Office Space. And the main character, I think his name was Peter... I think the actor's name is Ronald Nixon, or Nixon was his last name. Robert Nixon, Ronald Nixon, but whatever. Peter worked at Inatech, a tech company, and he hated his job, absolutely hated his job. The same thing happened every day. Every day he went there. Same people, same voices, same requests uh, about it, the same memos. Uh, you know, the same thing happens when he touches the doorknob when he goes in. He gets a little shock when he got in there first day. His boss would come in and ask him uh, if he could come and work in on Saturdays. And since he was, you know, he says, you know, to quote him, he's such a pussy that he's going to say he's not going to turn him down. And uh, they always ask him for his cover letter, his cover sheet for his memos, the TPS reports. And that's one of the other things about it. Did you get the memo? It's things like that. And and these little things just build up when you hear it and stuff like that. And especially when you feel like you're almost like an automaton. Like a factory job where you're working at one area of the factory. You're putting whatever gizmo on some device day after day after day. And the mundaneness, m- boring routine, it just gets to you. And a lot of times, uh, in the bar industry, it's the people asking for the same drinks, asking it for it the same way, making the same complaints, uh, talking about the same thing each time, asking for the same channels on the television. Asking, playing the same music on the jukebox, sitting with the same people at the bar, you, that can very, you can very easily fall into a rut at that. And it's maddening. It is maddening sometimes, especially when you're, you're just, there's some people that aren't, you know, that just can't thrive in that environment. I'm one of them. That's the reason I like to do my podcast. I like to be a spin instructor. I like to be a wedding officiant. every so often. I'm just ready to roam and do something else. And sometimes you got to think about maybe it's not the job that needs to change. I think for me, and I can't apply it to other people because I can only be sure about that, is I have to change my way of view it. The way I do it is, you know, obviously there's sarcasm, jokes, um, perhaps trying to do things a little differently. I mean, I get into, you know, when I start, you know, if someone makes a suggestion, if it makes any sense, if someone says, well, you should make your drink this way, this is the way it should be done, but, 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 but you got your fruit this way, you should use this type of vodka. I make my margaritas this way. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I can't really... You don't really want to change your recipes on things that people get used to and are used to ordering and they really like. I have... There is one particular person that comes in and she needs to have her margaritas made by one of our workers. And I love it when that person's on vacation. Because then they can't get the margarita made by that person. And it's funny, the person that makes it is not a is not a bartender, but she just, that's the way. I guess, I don't know if it's just she's trying to give a slight to me. I really don't care. You know, sometimes, you know, once, a couple times, she tried to tell me how she likes a margarita. I thought I was making it the right way. Uh, she's one of the few people that do that. But, I mean, I kind of enjoy that when it comes in. It's kind of change of place. It's nice that... She might, um, I don't know, but she might think she's getting to me. And it sounds like by why I'm talking about it, she might have gotten to me. But not really. Not really. I realize that when people have to have something in a certain way, they're not really uh, happy in general. Not really happy people in general. I have to be careful so I don't fall in the rut like that. That I need to have everything just so. I, do, I don't like that. I guess I don't like to have everything just so. I, I There's some things I don't like, but I do realize I, I do fall in those ruts at work. And when things change, we're currently switching over to a POS system. And the nice thing about the, a POS system, it's just going to be a totally different way of working. It's going to be a little harder in the beginning. A little harder, but in, event, in the end, it's going to streamline things. I won't have to worry about it. But when it comes to uh, people that regulars that come into a bar that say the same things, do the same things, same thing in jobs, drink the same thing, listen the same music, watch the same thing on the television, I can ask them different questions. I can just go up and say, "Hey, listen, when you were in high school, were you in any clubs?" I have this image that you were in a chess club. Did you play any sports? Were you married before? Have you ever been wanted by an international police organization? Do you have any children that you uh, know about? There's a good one. Uh, You know, it's just so many different things you could do to change things up. You can make, you can, uh, and, and I'm talking specifically about bar and restaurants because they're so, I guess it's so ingrained with the regulars. It's, of an office job is different than anything else I guess um police work is different every time isn't it but sometimes I guess they get police get the that you know they get they're used to people having a negative attitude to them anytime they're stopping I mean several times actually most of the times I've been stopped I had police officers tell me things that are beneficial to me you know one person said there's smoke coming out of your your hood and we open up the hood and it turned out i didn't put the oil cap on and oil was splashing around the engine block and when we opened the hood is you know the engine caught on fire luckily um we had an extinguisher available that we could just put it out so that really that was helpful and other times you know as your your lights aren't working uh they you know they called a warning and they said you know please get it fixed and yeah, that's the next thing I did. I went out and got it fixed. And things like that. I, you know, it's one of those phone, one of those stops you get on the road. It's, I, I don't think you notice. And I think the one time in 16 years that I got stopped down here uh, for something that could have been a, a violation, or other than the taillight, was the three second stop at uh, the stop sign, which I think they were doing a what would they call that, a fishing. A fishing exp- expedition. It's a good way, you know. I had an older, I had an older, older, convertible at the time, and I think I may have had the top down or something like that. And uh, I don't know why they were looking. They were looking to see if I had anything to drink. But I was coming, I was coming down a road that was right next to uh, the known AA meeting place. So and also there was I guess it's across the street from the Moose Lodge, and some people take the back way from the Moose Lodge bar, so they're not on Route One. And uh, when he asked me how many you know had I had anything to drink, and I said nope, I didn't have anything. When was the last time you had something to drink? I go like uh, four years ago. And he just looked at me and goes, "Well, if I look at your ID, is there anything I'm gonna find?" I said, "Well, you'll find I'm an organ donor." <laughs> and he didn't smile. I thought that would have—I thought that would have changed his. You see, finally, I said, "You already know my eyes are blue, unless you're not looking at my eyes." But yeah, any—you know—that—that that could have been—you know—that—that person's job could have been looking for something different. I think I was hoping to stop made it an imprint on his day, maybe a little more pleasant. You know, just change that routine. Matter of fact, I just uh, I just did my... Uh, it's funny. I've been with uh, my wife for... It's almost 14 years. And uh, she speaks English excellent. Excellent. But sometimes we don't quite... Communicate, communicate clearly. So next week, the wife and daughter are going to Poland, and the daughter is um, ill and she took her to, took her to the daughter, um, took the daughter to the doctor. and she called me and asked me to call a friend of mine his doctor and asked you know, uh, for a recommendation. And I didn't really understand what the question was. So, but it's all about familiarity and getting, you know, contemptuous about the things you're used to doing all the times and predicting, I guess. At work, it's like, I know what's going to happen when I go to work. You don't know. it's You do not know what's going to happen when you go into work. You don't know who's going to come in. You don't know what kind of mood they're going to be in. You know what kind of drink. Now, yes, there could be one person that comes in. You know they're going to come in. They're going to order this drink, blah, blah, blah. But there's a whole sort sorts of other thing. Unless you live, if you work in a place that there's only few and far between customers there, which you probably wouldn't be open that much longer. But if you don't have a decent amount of traffic and it's not varied, you're probably not going to have a business much longer. So I really don't know what's going to happen at work. But I know the days that I feel the most negative about my job it's because I'm being predictive of what's going to happen and how I'm going to feel is going to turn out and if I'm not careful that's a self-fulfilling prophecy I'm putting myself in a bad mood I'm expecting the mundane the boring when it not you know there's always a way to approach almost everything that you do with a sense of wonder I know it sounds a little spacey out there, like I did some psychedelics, but I didn't do any psych- psychedelics today. I'm just thinking about how, uh, how I am when I'm at my most, I guess you would call it optimistic, effusive, positive, all those things is when I'm uh, approaching whatever, you know, when I'm when a regular comes in and they come in all the time and you usually expect them to say the same thing I think of certain things I say well they come here because they like being here and they're comforted by being here and obviously they you know I may be making a leap of judgment but they obviously like being around me when, they, when I see them all the time so why not start from there? start from the point it's like well they enjoy my company and I you know sometimes they like enjoy talking to me sometimes they don't like enjoy talking to me there's a gentleman that comes in late at night he comes in about 15 to 25 minutes before we close and he drinks the same beer but he varies his his uh, menu choices and it's really interesting that um, I could just think, well, he doesn't say much, so I can't change that. But I could just think, what's he going to order today? How many, you know, and he normally has about three, at most four beers in the course of an hour. And it's not going to be what he says because he doesn't have that much to say. It's just... I just look and say he just enjoy he just enjoys being there. He likes doing he likes scrolling on his smartphone and doing that stuff, and that's enough, I guess. To have a positive, you know, kind of like a positive spin on work, and I'm not. Um, I don't, I don't have to go and look at it and say, well, it's the same person. I'm not going to get out of here late. I'm not going to get out here on time because, or time. There's no really getting out of here on time. I like to get home at a certain time. Maybe I don't. Maybe I don't have to get all worked up about it. You know? I can just go and do my um, closing work, do it with a, a detail that. I don't normally have. <laughs> Take care of it. That's what I do. I have, my, I have the same routine at the end of the night and I don't like changing it. But I can, I can change my attitude for that. And hopefully, you're able to do that when you're doing whatever you do and you just don't go and expect when you're going to work that you're just going to have the same conversations and the same activities and unity or the same bitching you can hear some exciting stuff there's always something that could be done to make your day kind of original and spontaneous and if you look at it that way that just only the whole day is spontaneous isn't it even if you're doing exact same thing working in a factory the whole day your ideas are spontaneous your attitude is spontaneous. So that's it for today. I'm going to be, it to be a little shorter today. I'm going to be, so in the beginning, we have that mall stuff, and then we finish at the end with our bar stuff. Uh, this is Jim the Keys Bartender coming to you from Key Largo. Have a great day. Bye.